smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up, and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast, the first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I will be the Time Lord for you this evening, and with me as always is... Andy. Who will be the master with us today. Okay, so we're a little bit late on our podcast uh, for a variety of reasons, mostly because Andy is a night owl while I am a morning bird, and uh, we're also on other sides of the country, and we can't get our schedules right, okay? So it is what it is. Um, sorry about that. Once again, Smaller on the Outside is a TV show podcast that talks about a different TV show per podcast season, but we always talk about Doctor Who. So when Doctor Who's on its off-season, we often talk about different shows. Sometimes it's both me and Andy. Sometimes it's just me. Um, that's the lowdown on the podcast. We are on our 14th season of the podcast. And uh, before we go any further, let's first talk about... Uh, uh, actually, let's talk about our sponsor for the evening. All right, let's take it away, me. And we're back. What a great sponsored commercial. Okay. So our episode today is called Spyfall Part 2. But before we start talking about that, uh, I wanted to ask Andy, since he actually binge-watched Dracula. Um, yeah. We, the reason why we're talking about Dracula, not Doctor Who for some odd reason, is because Dracula was you know created, written, directed, whatever, by the people who also did the Sherlock shows, which we often talked about on our podcast as well. Much. Of, and, you know, one of those is Stephen Moffat, who also was the main guy on Doctor Who for a while as well. And, uh, right, Stephen Moffat and um, Mark Gatiss. Yes. They, they were responsible for all of Sherlock. Uh, Stephen Moffat did a lot of Doctor Who when Matt Smith was on. And... Uh, and, so Peter wanted, and, and Peter Capaldi. Wait, Peter Capaldi's in Dracula. <laughs> no. no. Nah, see, now you got me confused. Um, all right, so tell me, what's this Dracula thing? So, uh, well, it, it's, it's designed very much like Sherlock. There's three episodes. They're an hour and a half each, and I binged them all. Um, I... I I have something that I want to say about Sherlock that it's sort of connect there. Well, okay. So there's something that's in the episode in one of the episodes that's similar to something that was in a doctor who episode as well. I've read, I, I, I did, I did read a spoiler story. about uh, one doctor who character that shows up in the show. An actor. You mean, it's the actual character. Really? Uh-huh. Um, uh, I didn't catch it if, if it was. Well, it's it's the actor, actress, but, um, which, I don't know if we should say anything about that. Or not. Well, uh, one one actor I can say that is in it is the guy who plays the master in the current se season. Oh, yeah. He's he's in it. He doesn't play the master, or unless he's in disguise, I guess. Supposedly, he could, he could be the master, but um, but really, uh, this is a sort of a mythology or a lore sort of uh connection between the two, mm -hmm. and I don't think it's a 
super spoilery. Um, but it may it it may suggest some things about what might happen in the story. Uh, see, now I guess I don't know for sure since I didn't actually see it. I just heard about it. I don't know if I was misinterpreting what I was reading or if it was like a mention of the character or if the character's actually in it. Uh, but... Yeah, see, I don't know. I don't even know what you're referring to, honestly. I'm, I'm referring I, I to. Uh, I'm referring to Clara, but before okay. she was Clara, um, uh, when she was Oswin, the character in the bar, uh, in the snowman episode, the first time she was actually seen, right. she in was the show. Still, she was Clara in that one. She. Uh, yeah. She was working in a bar. Oh, and... she did have she did have a different name when she went to uh, to babysit the children. Did she? Okay, because what I understand about the Dracula show is is she actually in it? No, not the actress. No. no. Okay, I think they mention her. Then they mention her, and they mention the bar, the same bar that was in the Doctor Who episode. I think really? I could be okay. wrong, but I I mean. I don't know if I was reading an article that was lying. I don't recall <laughs> that. There, there, there is one place where I c- could possibly see them uh, using that the alternate name that she used when she was uh, babysitting the children. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember what that name was though. I don't know either. Um, so I need, I need to see that at some point. Is that taking? It's not taking place in modern day, is it? Like Sherlock was. It uh, starts out in um, it. It's like eighteen. No, is it eighteen hundreds or is it seventeen hundred? I think it's eighteen hundreds, and it and you know Dracula's like he's like four hundred years old. So, gotcha. Now, is it like uh, is it smart or is it like cla- classic Dracula? Go on to suck your blood, blah. It starts out a bit like that, um, but he he sort of gains people's skills when he eat when he drains their blood. Oh, like uh, the dude in Heroes. Okay, for sure. So bl- right. blood blood is sort of uh, it's it sort of transfers information. I guess that that makes sense. That's a, an idea that we've seen in other stuff before. Obviously. Mm-hmm. You- you gain their essence, you know, through blood right. or whatever. Uh, anyways, and, this is- in terms of smart, uh, I think the dialogue is very well written. There's some twists and turns in there that I did not expect that were really cool. Um, so yeah, I think the the best episode is the first one. Um, it really it focuses a lot on this nun character, and she has some of the greatest dialogue in the season. So. Mm. I really like that one. None characters are tight. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, if if you want to know what I was referring to uh, with a Doctor Who con- another Doctor Who connection, uh, I think I can maybe say it towards the end of the podcast, just in case some people might consider it spoilery. I really don't think it is, but um, but maybe I could do that later unless you don't want me to <laughs> I, I i don't care i mean you know when it comes down to references it's not 
so much of a spoiler as it is, you know, just a kind of cool thing. It's a little factoid. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you know it beforehand, that moment isn't quite maybe wouldn't be as cool of a surprise when you get there. But well, that's what I'm saying about the whole Clara thing. If if I'm right and if I read that right, or if I'm just I could have mistakenly read that, that's something that if it was mentioned in passing, if you knew about it, then great. If you didn't, then you missed the connection altogether yeah, because it wasn't it. glaringly obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But this one is cool whether you recognize a similarity to, to Doctor Who or not. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, Doctor Who. Just, uh, just as it was cool when it was uh, done in Doctor Who. Mm. I'll say that. As it was <laughs> done in Doctor Who. The next regeneration of Dracula. Got it. <laughs> um, so, episode two, uh, Spyfall, episode part two. Um, now we know that the master is alive and well. Some people are saying that the master, they're, they're, they're thinking that maybe this regeneration of the master if it's a regeneration at all um is before missy really uh like that's true because remember missy said something to the degree of knowing that the doctor when he was a little girl remember and oh did he or did she yeah um that's true And, and i guess we never really got the full story of how missy came to be but I swear I thought I remembered um, in the in the previous uh, in the uh, when Missy died, right? That that story yeah. with mm-hmm. with Bill and the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. Um, that story had the older master, and I, I I swore it said something about him turning into her. But I, I, I could be remembering it wrong. No, I think he, when he was talking to her, he was like, so I turn into you? He, like, he didn't know. Um, Did she not confirm it? I, You know how they speak in riddles? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> never confirming anything at all. It's just like, ooh, I don't know. What, what's so wrong with that or something? Way in there. But, yeah. But he could have uh, turned into this this guy, and then this guy turned into Missy. But... At the same time, it's not really this guy because somewhere in this episode they're talking about uh, the filter, the uh, perception filter. But I mean, it doesn't really. It really only glosses over that in the episode, so we still don't know anything about his character. And I mean, we'll get the into perception that, but... filter. Percept. He was using a perception filter because they were in uh, in Nazi times, and he didn't want to look like a person of color. <laughs> Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Because uh, because so, I do I do make a note of that in my notes. Um, yeah. Okay, I guess that makes sense. But I, so I, I thought it was a perception filter making him look like the original guy because I don't know. I don't know. No, that was Never just for that. the Nazi times. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so this episode. So. Yeah, so this episode starts off pretty much immediately after the last one, and because uh, the doctors in Vine City, the companions are on the plane that's going down, and uh, thankfully Ryan's on the plane, and he finds some convenient, <laughs> conveniently placed messages from the doctor uh, saying his name on it. It's a pointing him in the direction. 
because apparently the doctor knows exactly where Ryan fell to find. It's like pointing him in the direction. Right. Um, and then he finds a seat with a like a placard or something that um, tells him directions on how to land the plane. Um, it turns out it's like an app on a phone, you know? Yeah. There, it, there's an app for that, you know? It says connect to your phone. And then when he, when he connects his phone, it turns into a, a video screen with the doctor giving instructions on how to fly the plane without a cockpit. Right. It, basically, because <laughs> she, she gives him a remote control app and whatever i mean that makes Basically, a whole lot of sense they, to me. they explained that the computer that controls all the planes functions exists somewhere other than the cockpit so they so the doctor was able to hook up a wire of some kind that connected to that that was what the phone was for yeah now in vine city as i uh aptly named it um just looks like a big you know world with vines in it still She's following electrical synapses that's going on, and it's it kind of leads her to this p- person named Ada, who's also in Vine City. Now, Ada considers the electrical ghost white things to be her guardian, or whatever, her guardians. Yeah, something and, like that. And she takes the doctor's hand, and they disappear. Um, so... Now we learn that that flying house that we saw outside the plane is actually the Master's TARDIS. I guess I didn't pick up on that in the last episode. Um, yeah. But it makes sense. It. Um, the flying house is the Master's TARDIS, and he's flying in there with Mr. Google, which apparently is his companion. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're both just teed off to learn that the companions have survived and are land le- landing safely in the plane. And it begins our episode, and uh, the doctor's going to wake up uh, in the past, in 1834, during some kind of invention convention in London, something yeah. to that degree. Something like and, uh, Tomorrowland or whatever, like they had at the beginning of that movie, like the I World's, guess you could World's say Fair. It. The World's Fair, yeah. Like the, Masters, the Master shows up there, too, with his shrink ray, because it's an invention. Well, no, the like master it's... actually uses used a. That's something I wanted to mention in the last episode. I totally forgot. Um, the person that he took over the body of, he had him shrunk like as a minifigure. Yeah, and that's something that the master did in the classic series. Okay, he had done that. Before. Well, it's a nice little mention nod towards the classic series, I suppose. And that's something I don't know if I mentioned before, but the doc, the master had actually taken the identities of. Um, actual people in the past before as well. So he but, took uh, the identity. Okay. Like wore their faces and stuff? Yeah, so he took the identity of some alien that uh, that he killed in, uh, in you know, I think it was probably the fifth Doctor. Did it happen to and, explain how he did it? Uh, fourth Doctor. No, it, like he kills him and then suddenly that guy shows up again and it's actually one of the companion's father. And okay. and then he's it's actually the master, um, okay. and that that's actually the last episode of uh, Tom Baker that he does that on, and then now that's interesting, and um, yeah, and then also in the Doctor Who I think in the nineteen ninety six movie, uh, the master takes over the body of of uh, what's his face, um, 
anyway, the the guy that he finds, he takes over his body in that one as well. So well, he's, you know, he's, no, that fits. Yeah, that that fits with a uh, with the classics. It fits also with the spy theme. You know, whole Mission Impossible, take off the mask, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. So I didn't know he did that before, and yet it doesn't explain how he does it. I'm surprised they never really did that in New Who before. No, it 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 didn't. Ex- it, and there's like another time where the master dies, and it, it's definitively dead. And then like you know, a few episodes later, the master's back, and they never explain that either. So, <laughs> it's yeah, I think that's what I was reading was that it's kind of a thing with Doctor Who. It's uh, it's one of the themes is the, is the master comes back to life, and it's never explained. Yeah, basically. Um, but they have explained his definitive deaths before too. Like right. with the ring that showed up, and they mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Yeah, Russell the, was, was big on explaining that. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, the guy that he took over in the movie was Eric Roberts. Okay, that was the master in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, the the master shows up at the invention convention, world fair, whatever. He's got a um, shrink ray. And uh, he thinks he's General Zod from Superman or something, and he demands <laughs> the doctor to kneel and call him master, mm-hmm. which obviously she does. I mean, why would she fight that at all? <laughs> well, because he was going to kill all the people, so that's why she didn't fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could have just used her uh, uh, her sonic screwdriver and just like, like knocked the thing out of his hand or something. You know, I don't know. It doesn't do everything. It's it's not <laughs> it's not a magic wand. Yeah. Uh, he he wants to know how she kept her companions alive. He also says that he's brought news from home, aka some Gallifrey news. And this is what also makes this episode really interesting yeah. and really good is the whole Gallifrey part of the episode, uh, which I hope after this episode they actually come back to and i hope it they don't seems come like back that's to it. gonna be the story arc for the season which i, I it seems like it but i yeah. feel like they're only gonna come back to it at the very last episode like they yeah. do with the x-files sometimes and i hope that's not the case i hope they you know have little nods here and there i hope they don't just ignore it until the last episode that would and just that's, be that's what they did last season. They, they introduced something and it seemed like okay, maybe we're going to see these guys uh, several more times throughout the season or or it's it's going to be connected to something that will continue throughout the season. And, you know, there was an offhand reference to them in the second episode, and then we don't see them again until the final episode. That was last season. So right. it, it so, yeah. could be something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyways, the companions are on Earth. I guess they're in modern day um and they get a call from dr google and he's like you know what i'm mad at you all so i'm gonna say that you're all wanted for hijacking and uh he's he's like showing their face on billboards showing their mugs mug shots and uh to stop them from getting which is technically true (laughs) well yeah and they all stop (laughs) they all stomp on their phones to stop themselves from getting tracked because they saw it in I don't know, spy movies or whatever. I mean, you don't have to stomp on the phone. You could just toss it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't want other people to, to you know, use their phone and, and 
and use their minutes and stuff. Just I guess. hide it somewhere where you know you'll find it eventually. You know, once you're safe. <laughs> yeah, or like just take out the battery and I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just um, anyways, back in 1834, Ada and the Doctor head over uh, to something to do with some guy named Loveless, and it's not the guy from Wild Wild West. No, no, a- Ada Lovelace is a historical figure. Lovelace. Um, yeah. I said Loveless. See, I got confused because I watched Wild Wild West. <laughs> no, uh, Lovelace. Um, and she's a historical. I, I don't know too much. I, I know that the doctor said that she was involved in the history of the computer. Um, the guy as well there, he had the difference engine, which was sort of like a really, really primitive, like, um, I want to say calculator, but it's more like, you know, like, a what are those things, uh, that they slide the slide rule? Oh, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think it's, about, I think but... it's a bit like that, but it's more complicated. And so abacus, abacus. Abacus, yeah, it's it's something along those lines, but it's it's a bit more complicated. So they consider it to be sort of like the first step on the path to making computers. So his name's not Lovelace. No, I don't think so. Oh, um, my bad. The dude, Ch- Charles Babbage, was the dude. Mm. Well, he has a gift from the master. It's like this wireframe dancing person. And uh, basically, he says that it moves and projects those uh, alien species. The It's a projector for aliens, which is weird. Whatever the heck that means. It, it projects the, those really bright, angelic things with cowboy hats on. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that we never actually ended up seeing what they looked like, like, other than just the bright light because I'm guessing I, I, that's what they look like <laughs> because I'm just curious what the choice was to, to give them a hat of that kind. Right. And <laughs> I mean, like tentacles or, you know, whatever they, they could have done to make them more alien ish. They gave them a, right. like, like a hat, like a cowboy, but well, I, well he, they did say that we chose this form to, to mock you. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was intentionally supposed to look like Tom Baker to mock the doctor or something. Maybe, but that's not evidently clear, but whatever. Um, now, the doctor says that the multiple Earths are really multiple time periods, which are where f- the aliens are from or something. Time periods versus the, no, the, the al- dimensions. The aliens are existing throughout the different time periods, I believe. At the same time, right? I don't know if they're at the same confusing. same time or if or if they're just sort of spread out throughout the time periods. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But the doctor and Ada disappear again. Yeah, they travel towards uh it was uh World War Two France, right? It was nineteen forty three in Paris, I think. Yeah. Yeah, World War Two. Uh in between then uh and then Pat passing there the companions are still on modern day and they discuss regeneration a little bit trying to figure out what that means they're tr- they're and- trying to yeah they that's one thing that bothered me about the last season is we never got the whole and they sort of had done this with the previous doctors as well but 
it would have been the perfect chance to sort of reintroduce who the doctor is to a new generation of viewers and they never did that yeah so i was really the, pretty disappointed with that last and season. then graham uses some laser shoots right so <laughs> like those Cassavran or whatever um alien species show up and then he's like shooting at them with lasers i feel like that's not going to do anything to them uh he's just kind of shooting them with laser shoes because it's funny to see graham bounce up and down and dance around it did hit them somehow it did it because i didn't really see um but yeah doctor and uh ada they show up in 1943 paris during world war ii where the master's a Nazi, of course he is. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised this is where I because Dalek supposedly uh, designed after Nazis, right? And I didn't understand the whole perception filter uh, thing at this point, which is why I said it didn't make sense because he's Indian and Indians can't be Nazis. Right? Uh, Nazis wanted everybody, you know, to look to to be what blonde and blue hair. Uh, Blonde and blue yeah. eyes, like the doctor. Yeah, even though Hitler so, yeah, wasn't so let's that. go after the doctor. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it actually reminded me of season one of Legends of Tomorrow, where the the bad guy who could never die was seen yeah, at all it, the different it, time periods as yeah, the bad a guy. Like, he was uh, always some it, kind it, of form. That and all, as well, I think the second season did something similar with the uh, with the magic dude, right? Did he? The 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 evil magic dude that was oh, original. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You're right. You're right. The guy who's an arrow. He was an and, arrow. And um yeah, you're right. He did something similar because yeah, you're right. He ended basically up they go throughout all the different yeah. time eras, and then he's like the big bad at every time era. Just yeah, and in the first season, that guy was there all the time because he had lived through those years. In the second season, that guy was following them around in time periods. So it was a bit more like that. Um, yeah. And then the doctor, uh, when they when they leave, the doctor steals the master's TARDIS, so he's stuck there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, but when the, the master's looking around for the doctor, she's actually she's hiding under the floorboards like a Jew would in the time period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sitting here and I'm like she's. She's got the blonde hair, blue eyes. I, I don't think the Nazis are actually going to attack her. It's because they're being they're being uh, led by the master. So, I guess. And the doctor finds a British spy there, a woman British spy that she's hiding under the floorboards with. Or no, she's not. The British spy isn't under there with her. But no, the the spy is is. They don't know she's a spy, so she's just there as saying, "Okay, look under my floorboards." Um, but she's she's uses a French accent, um, and and she, the doctor still has Ada with her because mm-hmm. Ada Ada jumped in after after the doctor. Right. Traveling. Ada is the companion of the episode, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because the doctor finds out that this British spy is a spy, she uses her um, Morse code operator thing to use the master knocking code that we all know and love. Yeah, that knock, was knock, cool. Knock, 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 yeah. knock, 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 knock. Yeah, uh, to, to, get, to get his attention so that they can meet 
And they also use telepathy. I don't I don't think telepathy. Stephen Moffat did Stephen Moffat ever use that that four tone uh knock knocking thing with the master? I'm not sure. It's possible, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think he did, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, and then they use telepathy. Telepathy? Yeah, they like speak through each other's minds. Oh, like, that's another his... thing from the classic series. Is it? Because when they, they contact. Yeah, she gets and they read each other's minds. Yeah, that's from the classic series as well. She gets into it get, she gets his uh, attention and they do that, but I don't know why she gets his attention first if she could have done that the whole time. She's like using the force. Um <laughs> so I mean, if that's what you're going to do, just ignore the Morse code. I think the Morse code was just a kind of a cool little thing she did. Um Yeah, but they want to uh, meet and go to the Eiffel Tower where they discuss discuss the Kassavran. Kassavran. Kassavran? I thought it was mm-hmm. Kassavran. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. Kassavran. Alright. Anyways, back over to Mr. Google. Apparently he has mommy issues. Um, he has... And his- then, uh, while they're on the Eiffel Tower, immediately Men in Black International begins. Oh. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's exactly been the how perfect, it works. Uh, uh, segue into that <laughs> um n- i don't know i don't know it's been a while it starts on the eiffel tower with aliens and gotcha. all that. Yeah. Yeah. gotcha uh yeah but we go over to some kind of i want to say hangar where mr google is hanging out with yep. his mom and he yep. has mommy issues because he has the kasavan show up and zapper this dude and, and then, then he leaves uh, I don't get it, but uh, the co- the companions show up not too long after, but he already has left. Uh, he, they notice his mom there dead or whatever, brain dead, and then he vis- video chats with them again saying that he's 7% something else because he he's, you know, an inventor. Uh, he, he tests things he out. He tests to things. experiment. He wanted to experiment on himself, so I'm guessing that the Kasavan tested 7% of themselves on him. That's what I'm thinking their plan was, was to uh, was to live on Earth by inhabiting humans. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. They probably, as it was shown, they couldn't stay in their um, light form for very long. They had to travel back um, to another time zone or whatever, mm-hmm. or back to their home in between time zones. And so... The only way they're going to stay there permanently is by inhabiting people. That's that's the way. That's the thing I took away from it. Gotcha. So, all right. So the doctor, back on the Eiffel Tower, is telling the master her theory about why she thinks herself and Yaz got out of Vine City because their DNA isn't normal. They're time travelers, right? Mm-hmm. So it couldn't keep them there in prison for long. The master tells her that Gallifrey is burned to the ground though. And she's saying, Oh no, you're lying. And, uh, and he says it's still in the pocket universe. Yeah. Which, I don't know what that means. It, it was never completely. Well, see, that's what the doctor did at the end of the time where instead of, um, killing Gallifrey, he put it in the bubble universe. Right. Yeah. And then, um, it seemed like it had returned in some way. Um, when they they helped uh, the Eleventh Doctor regenerate into Peter Capaldi, and we saw you know 
we have Missy and we have I assume Missy came out of that, but it, it like we said, there could have been other masters in between there. Um was there anything else from uh Gallifrey in, in between? I don't think there was. No, yeah, because the doctor went to Gallifrey um at the end of season was it ten with uh with Clara trying to keep her alive, you know? Yeah. And uh Lady Me. And that so he had gone to Gallifrey and everything was still fine. But we we never explained that uh the situation like did it ever leave the bubble universe? And I guess it hasn't because um that's what the master said. He had to back in that in its own little pocket universe. The master went there, and that's how the doctor had to get there as well. Hmm. Well, she doesn't think she's telling the truth, and he tell she tells um she tells him that the Nazis she told the Nazis that he's a double agent and something regarding his perception filter, and then she heads back to his TARDIS at that yeah. point. And then he gets caught with by the Nazis Which, or whatever. I mean, if you think about it, what she did there could have potentially been really cruel. <laughs> because yeah. the Nazis are going to capture him and probably take him to a concentration camp and you know. <laughs> well, he's the master, so it's all right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Except she's not that cruel. She's all about being kind or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, so then Mr. Google has an evil press conference. <laughs> he sends a message to everyone and everything through text message. He says that humanity is over. You have three minutes to prepare. Yeah, how, how are people going to prepare? Uh, say your goodbyes. Say your goodbyes. <laughs> right, that's right. This is like do a mass text message as well. Goodbye. Um, he's going to reformat the whole of humanity. Again, this sounds like Cybermen, but whatever a bit um, and basically the, there's an app for that he was saying um everyone starts getting zapped by these kasabi the process ends abruptly thanks to the doctor though who shows up in the uh the master's tardis i guess um she said she planted a virus or something and that zaps uh the master i guess to vine city but doesn't that mean that he'll just get spit back out because he's a time traveler or has alien DNA? Yeah, he'll he'll get out there and at some point. I mean, I mean, especially given the fact that that's what the doctor explained how she got out in the first place. It's like, OK, um, then the doctor pulls a Captain America and fixes all the obstacles throughout time that she screwed up, like planning the airplane fixes that we saw in the beginning of the episode she erased the memories of the ladies in history etc uh, before she heads back to gallifrey and notices that it is in fact fallen again i guess the war back doctor is back to his old tree <laughs> no the the master the master holograms himself to the doctor in the tardis to confess that he's actually the one that uh destroyed gallifrey basically he's the new war doctor See this 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 is the part that um makes me think that it has to be after Missy be- uh because typically the way um Doctor Who time travel works 
when it comes to multiple characters. Now, it's not 100% that way because of the whole, you know, uh, two masters and five doctors and all that kind of stuff. But typically, if there's another character that keeps meeting the doctor, we are sort of in, in the same timeline with that character as we are with the doctor. Mm. So I don't know. Typically, that's the way it works. And that, that would also make sense for, um, like, the whole Gallifrey falling thing. Because if the if the master had done that before he became Missy, then um, Peter Capaldi shouldn't have been able to go to Gallifrey when he did. So it's a little... That's, that's the sort of thing that... Again, since he's a time traveler, that shouldn't matter. But that's the way they do time travel with multiple yeah. characters in this show. Now, so. see, the whole Gallifrey Fallen, Gallifrey Fallen No More thing, you got Tom Baker because he said that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have all these ghost things with the cowboy hat. And then I'm still thinking they're going to show themselves to be a de-aged Tom Baker, you know, because <laughs> the Gallifrey Fallen No More, that's how he showed up. He's just one of them. <laughs> But, I mean, that would be a really big stretch. Um, And then the master says something to the degree of, uh, I think the quote is, he did it all because of the lie of the timeless child. Yes, and that's a callback to episode two of last season. Do you remember? Nope, that's what I was going to ask you about. They were in the that that um it was like that uh, amazing race or whatever stupid storyline where they had to get to one side of the planet you know and um mm-hmm. when they were they were in this like quicksand or whatever and you had these like floating cloth things the claws the clothes, <laughs> you remember yeah. what i'm talking about yeah. they ta- they started talking to the doctor i don't think anybody else heard it and they were they were uh say basically giving the doctor the idea that they're able to read her mind i think and they, they were listing off different things about the doctor. And they also mentioned the timeless child as sort of some of the things in her mind. And the doctor looked like visibly shaken about hearing the timeless child. And what is the timeless child? That's, I think, what the series arc is going to be. <laughs> the, seri- the series arc with Chibnall, he has some idea of the timeless child. He's basically claiming that the master found out that the Time Lords lied about their entire backstory, which um, there's actually some some information on that. If you look up uh, like Time Lord history, probably TARDIS Wikia probably has some kind of article on it that um, about how the Time Lords were formed, um, like when they became time travelers, masters of time. Um, there were they were they weren't always known as time lords i believe there was you know they were just regular people and then they sort of mastered all of the stuff and and i'm gonna guess the timeless child was was part of that whole process i don't think it was a, originally part of that history um but it's probably something that can be woven in there somehow well but i it's interesting well, it's... to go into that in the in the season i hope well, I hope too, because what you just told me that something's a callback to episode two of the last series. And then once again, we're at episode two <laughs> of right. this season. And Is it going to ignore it until episode two of the 13th series? 
Well, the, the thing that I like about that, not only that we're, we, we've gotten a lot of really cool things this season. We had the, um, we have the master, we have, um, Gallifrey, and now we have the timeless child reference. Um, and as well as several classic who, um, callbacks like the shrink ray and the taking over somebody's face and the, uh, there was something else that I don't remember. Anyway, so uh, there have been classic Who uh, callbacks and um, all of those cool reveals and references. Um, and the way that they mentioned the Timeless Child, which is something that was brought up in the previous season, that's like something uh, Russell T. Davies and a little bit of Stephen Moffat would do. And they would, it would make it feel like the previous season had some ideas brewing that they weren't quite ready to reveal just yet, and then they revealed them later. Right. And there, there's stuff with Russell T. Davies that was like two years earlier. That's when the first reference was made until when the payoff happens. So there's some pretty cool stuff like that, but in that era. So if if we can get back into that mode, I'm I'm all for it. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. This, I mean, this season is off to a strong start. Yes, I know it was a two-parter, and it's probably going to go back to the way things have been going uh, in the next episode because we're like done with two-parters or whatever again. Um, Basically, I think I think Chibnall is maybe starting to get an idea of, of how to craft uh, the show. That's what it seems like. But again, we have to see it in context with other episodes before we can really fully uh, agree to that. Like I said, I really enjoyed the first episode, the first story of the, of the last season as well. It wasn't like uh, incredible or anything. It wasn't anywhere near as good as this one, but it, I, I, I thought like um, this doctor was probably the one that I was on board with at, uh, sooner than any of the other ones, which was impressive um, so I thought that the character, the actual character, the way the character was either written or acted, I don't know, was was uh, very good. But then none of the actual writing of the season lived up to that. Right. And it, <laughs> she it's been a, a little bit unfortunate for Jody because her first season wasn't the strongest in the world. But I uh, kind of agree with you. I really enjoyed uh, the way that her character, her doctor has been presented. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a fan of that, and I've enjoyed the books for the same reason. Um, she's pretty good at it. So yeah. uh, obviously she she brings a little bit of David Tennant into the role, and that's yep. going to make a lot of fans happy. So Also, and the way that this... The weird, the weird thing about that is I think she said that she had never watched or, or didn't watch much, if she did, of David Tennant's performance as the Doctor. She did work with him, in Broadchurch, but he had a completely different kind of performance there, and so did she. Her performance was nothing like this in Broadchurch as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was interesting. So this episode ends just with basically the Doctor explaining to her companions who she is, how the regeneration works. Uh, she does everything to to her ability to explain what a Time Lord is, except you know tell her tell them her name or whatever, of course. Um, 
but whatever. The, the that that's the thing when um when the master was talking to her, he said, "Say my name," and I'm thinking, is this gonna be like, <laughs> what's the master's real name? You know, and no, it's just master. <laughs> that's that's the 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 annoying part of that is they built up this idea that you know that the doctor has this other name and and we never got to hear it and that was fine but that sort of gave the idea that these people chose their names and so we don't really know their real names and but then sometimes they do use it like a name they do say my uh, my name is the doctor or or you know your name is the master or their actual name is doctor who you know things like that yeah. So, other than that, I think this uh, opening for this season has been pretty strong. My baby's waking up. All right. Oh. Ah. But probably going to have to cut it short because we're going to get a crying baby pretty soon. You All want right, me to so. quickly mention the thing about uh, Dracula? <laughs> yeah, go for it. So, in Dracula... Dracula mentions that um, that people af- after they're dying um, still have a conscience and that they can feel uh, being uh, cremated. Okay. Sound familiar to you? Somewhat. It was a uh, season eight finale um, in, uh, was it Dark Water uh, or Deep? It was yeah, Dark Water. I think was the name of the episode, and um, they were in uh, that heaven place with Missy, and they were talking to the dude that worked there, and and he said, um, "This is what we hear when we tune into the 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 consciousness of the dead, and it's don't cremate me, don't cremate me, don't cremate me." Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, do remember that. Yeah, so the, it's this common lore that people that are dead still have a conscience and they they don't want to be cremated because they can feel it so either it's part of the same universe <laughs> or that's just something uh steven moffat genuinely has a fear of <laughs> it, could, it could be uh well it's that and uh the whole bar thing so um maybe it is in the same universe you know could be. I'll have to I'll have to look that up and see what you're talking about. Maybe you have a link for me. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, this episode of the podcast. Obviously, uh, it was a couple days late because you can't get everything perfect every time. Or basically, Andy could just keep his alarm on, but you know how it is. Basically, with me staying up all night, I'm basically on on China time. So <laughs> China time. Might as well just move to China. Yeah. He's like, no. I don't feel any jet lag. I'll be on your time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, anyways, that's that's it for this episode. Thanks uh, for tuning in once again. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever. We have a Facebook page, smaller on the outside. Make sure you head over there, like the page, uh, give us some feedback on there. We'll be sure to read it out loud if you want. If not, whatever. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
whatever. We have, yeah. Also, we have a website. You can either go to Soto, sotocast.weebly.com, I think is the main one, or Soto podcast.wordpress.com is the one that's not actively being updated, but you can see the Good job giving latest it to them, episode then. on it. Yeah, you know, there's you can find us everywhere. That's that's just the thing. So, wow, 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 <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Okay, so until next week, next time, peace out, peace out.